Hello there, welcome back to The Bleeding Truth. I'm Sally McNally, the Irish midwife. And I'm Bridget, Sally's daughter. Well, I'm just back from Ireland and um, I got to hang out with my five sisters and their families. And uh, I love it. Every minute is so precious. I just try to soak them all in. But uh, we did tiny little recordings with each one uh, just to kind of introduce them to you because they're so precious to me. I want to share them with you. So uh, we make little bonus episodes uh, with my sisters. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Super cute. So if you guys are are listening, please make sure to give us a like and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple, it really helps if you can give us a review. um, And that will be, you know, it before we get into it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, But the first sister um, uh, that we recorded with is Philomena. We call her Phil. And she's the oldest sister and I'm the youngest. So we have like not huge gap between us, um, but gaps in in ways that uh, come from like natural family stuff. Like she had to fight for everything uh, when she was a young teenager to wear certain clothes, to go to the discos, you know, <laughs> to to do. She's things the that first one. Yeah, she broke all of the you know barriers and and. Uh, you know, the boundaries um, and and then, of course, made it easier for the rest of us. When I got to, you know, want to go to the discos and everything, I just five sisters later, <laughs> five sisters later. Yeah, I just got to go and do all of this stuff with them. And sometimes, you know, I would get to hang out with them uh, doing things that I probably shouldn't be doing. <laughs> like, like, you know, in Ireland growing up, um, 18 is the age that you can drink. Mm. Um, so sometimes they'd be going to the bars and I'd get to go with them. <laughs> and so, you know, I was learning things um, at an earlier age than, say, my sister, Phil. She had to, like, break the mold and ask and, you know, um, and she was very uh, strong, very wise and very religious. Of all of us, she's probably got that uh, real communication with her religion um, that's real true and really really uh, devout and I really respect that about her um, I was the opposite um, I was probably the little heathen in the family <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, she was always very kind to me and very uh, great that you could you know you know, talk to her, um, but she always had this great way of bringing uh, God into the situation, you know, and she 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 sounded like my mother. Often uh, she would say, please God and holy God and thank God, you know, that it was like it was all God was always around her and it's still the same. It's always she's very, very nice. So I remember one story. Um, I always saw her like this. Um, you know, holy person that could never do anything wrong. And uh, I was in town with my dad once and he was parked in this area and uh, he was talking to some of his friends. You know, he drove a taxi in town. Uh, so he met some of his taxi buddies and it was like the main street in Dublin, O'Connell mm-hmm. Street. Mm-hmm. And so I was standing looking up at this building and I realized, oh, that's the restaurant where my sisters work. They were, um, you know, their first job working in this restaurant. 
Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but I was looking at it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. Because we used to go in there for chips, which mm. are French, French fries in Ireland. Lovely, yeah. salty chips. But I look up and up there at the window, there's Philomena, my big <laughs> sister, who can never do anything wrong. Beautiful, wonderful Phil, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> like there she is smoking a cigarette and I'm like oh I was very young and I was like how can this be oh my god how can this be and I saw of course I had to like stay quiet I don't know what was going on my dad then we got in the car we went home and I've got this secret now what am I going to do with this secret (laughs) and so I told some of the other sisters and they were like what what how can this be? <laughs> poor Phil, her That's secret so was out. When she came home, we all went into the room, in one of the bedrooms. And uh, I, I said, remember saying, I saw you smoking in the window. And she was like, what? She was like incredulous. How could that be? And, uh, but You're I following believe, her. <laughs> I, I, I believe she right away admitted it. Yes, that was me smoking. And mm. um it was so interesting, you know, it was like an, oh, wow, the world is open out there to all of us because it was like such a... a like <laughs> the day Sally thing. got corrupted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. In a way, you're kind of like <laughs> opened something because um, we, um, my parents, neither of my parents smoked or drank. Which is rare in that era. Yeah. Really rare. Right. So it, uh, but then of course, you know, you do go out into the world and you do get corrupted and stuff. And um, so, you know, after a while, it all trickled down until the end. All of us were smoking, um, and <laughs> all of us drank. But I remember they—I don't think who was it that taught me how to smoke. I can't remember. There was a few of them there. We were in the bathroom upstairs. There was a little window that we could open. I know the window. <laughs> I know, I think I was like 11 and they were saying, <laughs> inhale it, Sally, you have to inhale. And I'd take a puff and I'd fill my mouth up like this and I'd <laughs> cough it out. And oh, they'd God. Say, You're not doing it right. And they'd show me, they would inhale it and they'd say, you see the way it's gone? And then, <sighs> so. This I'd, is incriminating. <laughs> it is. I, but that, there was a few of me sisters there teaching me how to do it. And, uh, I remember then getting it and and I had many years of love affair with smoking because of course with the younger you are mm. uh, the the more ingrained it is and it took yeah. me quite a while to give up smoking yeah I'm not saying you know that my big sister taught me how to smoke um but I would have learned from my friends, you know, but yeah. smoke, smoking was an interesting thing. It's so up. interesting to me that neither your parents did, like right. ever, ever, right. or like, well, they stopped mother, at some point. My mother smoked like a chimney when uh, she was mm. younger. Um, like and... a chimney. <laughs> That's a new yeah. One. Yeah, but uh, she she gave up the cigarettes for a special reason. I can't remember, but I'll have to ask one of the sisters. Mm. Uh, but she did give them up. Yeah, little darling. And we wow. uh, and a few of my sisters have stopped smoking, um, and I've given them up for years, like long time, yeah. 25, yeah. 26 years. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that until I don't even I don't. I mean, I knew, but I don't remember when 
I learned yeah. that you, you used to. Right. But, I know. Yeah. It seems weird because I'm a yogi and yeah. I'm always talking about breathing. <laughs> but yeah. I, I really appreciate the breath now. <laughs> You appreciate it now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't know. My generation but, is the, the jewels. <laughs> yeah. But which Phyllis, is not better. The, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but Phil was wonderful, big sister. And she she became a civil servant. She mm-hmm. uh, eventually started working with special education, um, helping, you know, special education children. And she had three wonderful children of her own. And uh, yeah, she's got grandchildren and lovely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I love my sister, Phil. Yeah, so let's get into that that clip with her. I'm excited to listen to it as well. Yeah, let's have a listen. She tells a little story, um, and you can just imagine the six of us, you know, mm-hmm. and the way it would be. <laughs> Today, I was just going to ask you to tell us a story about our childhood or your childhood or something that comes up in your mind when you think about that. I suppose I often chat to my best pal. Yeah. We compare childhoods. Yeah. And uh, she always thinks mine is wonderful. I always think hers is wonderful <laughs> and that sort of thing. And we kind of tell each other different stories about mealtimes. And, yeah. you know, like there was never a menu. You just took what was on the uh, on the table. And, yeah. Yeah. and uh, so when Sally asked me to do this, um, there was one story that kind of stuck in my mind. All right. Uh, an uncle had been home from Australia. Con, I don't oh, know if Sally would even remember him. He was a baby. You man. were a baby. You would have been a small baby. Like, yeah, oh. That kind. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he decided to bring us all to the zoo, which was a big, big day out. Now, yeah. in those days, the zoo, the animals were fairly caged and all that yeah. sort of thing. You know, not like the modern zoos where they have a bit more freedom. Yeah. But uh, there were elephants and he could have an elephant ride. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. And our next in the family to me, Ronnie, was mad keen. She couldn't wait. But when I saw the elephant, the size of the elephant, I ran so fast. <laughs> I, I couldn't never face it. This is great stuff. Go near the and it still sticks it comes out it comes yeah. out every so often you know just the size of the elephant yeah. was so big and yeah. the whole idea of getting right up on top of his back no it wasn't for me <laughs> that's great <laughs> but uh, they got a great kick out of Phil wouldn't get on the elephant yeah. so there you are there yeah. was the elephant yeah. in the room <laughs> I would never think of you as being uh, full of fear of anything because you being my big sister you always seemed like in charge of things and you know to, you always seem to know the right thing to do and it's lovely to think of me like that Sally because there's certain aspects of my life I'm terrified about like going to the dentist oh, yeah. dear lord god they were yeah. talking about um when they were telling me about the kind of treatment that I needed for uh, mm. gum disease yeah. just just talking about it was <laughs> yeah. they had to give me Valium the first yeah. two oh. visits and uh, yeah. after that now I've got sense now yeah. when I can cope with it. It's just yeah. sometimes Yes Somebody's calling us. Somebody's <laughs> calling us. <laughs> We're here, kitten. We're in the family shock of the six of us together. We have to go for a photograph. We have a photo shoot. If it's okay. <laughs> we'll come back. Hold that. Hold thought. that. <laughs> 
we're back hello again and phil um we just went and got some family pictures down in the garden because the six of us aren't together that often so yeah. it was nice that we, we yes. could yeah and we'll post one of those pictures along oh. with this podcast we'll edit them first because <laughs> we're a bit mad <laughs> we're mad <laughs> but i was going to tell you the other element to that story about the uncle Kong home from australia while, while they were that visit it must have been very special for daddy because he was yeah. away a long time and I only ever remember him coming back once more. And um, he brought myself and Ronnie anyway were there into town. He bought us dolls. Yes. And these dolls were like a porcelain doll. They were lovely. They were yeah. really nice dolls. Yeah. And I was running with my dolly. Oh, no. And Lula fell oh. on top of said dolly. And yeah. she was broken. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But they, uh, my uncle Khan took her. And uh, said, oh, we have to bring her to the doll's hospital. Mm -hmm. Never saw her again. She was still in oh. the <laughs> She never got out of the hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but you're, yeah, you know, there, there, yeah. lots of times with, uh, like, Daddy was gas for telling us all kinds of stories. And, like, we had nobody to go by, only him, because he was right. the only member yes. of his family left in Ireland. Yeah. All his brothers and sisters were away. So he... he Add yards to any story. Yeah, like. it was great. <laughs> and then, Phil, something I remember when we moved into the new house, we moved. Oh, in Rohini? Yeah. Oh, yes. And when you were coming through oh, the door. Oh, God, yes. I, yeah. Well, that would be a traumatic incident. Yeah. Things, yeah. My darling parents had managed to get themselves together to yeah. move from a two bedroom house to a three bedroom house, much bigger house from Fairview to Rohini and yeah. so the excitement was great and all the stuff was packed into the van and we pulled up and the car was stuffed with stuff as well but there was a radio um, like a battery operated radio and yeah. I was carrying that in it wasn't heavy or anything like that it was just that we all had something in our hands carrying yeah. it into the new house and I don't know how much different yeah. the steps were at the front of the new door than the old door but Philly decided to trip <laughs> and split her knee on the step. And I thought it was only a bump, but when yeah. I bent my knee up to look, I could see the bone inside. Yes. I had actually split it. Yes, I remember. We were so mommy, excited. We, we, we kept saying to you, bend your knee. Because then we they could look see the bone. The bone. Yes. <laughs> it was very but, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, poor Mammy, she had nothing like to at hand everything was packed in boxes all over different rooms so all she had was a clean hanky like a a cloth handkerchief like we didn't have tissues then it was a cloth handkerchief and she wrapped that around my knee and then I straightened my leg so this was stuck inside in the wound my poor father poor daddy he had to bring me and he decided to bring Ronnie and Mary as well for some reason, Mammy said, take them, take them, because she knew they'd go wild without him around. You know, in the new house, she didn't have her bearings or whatever, and she thought she'd manage the twins and yourself easier. So we went to the hospital, and uh, no, we went to the doctor first. The GP was the same GP, even though we were in a new house. And he just took one look, and he said, keep going to the hospital. So went to the hospital, and... Uh, they had to, no. the hardest part was taking the hanky out of the wound. Eventually they stitched it, they anaesthetised it. I think about 20 stitches in it and a cast mm. for, I think, about three weeks. Yeah. But my memory of that, 
I was lying on, on, on some kind of a trolley thing and Daddy was near around and like there was no mobile phones when I think about it or anything like that. Then he couldn't ring Mammy and tell update or what was going on. And I looked every so often the corridor was kind of at an angle to my head and I'd see this wheelchair whizzing past <laughs> one way and then whizzing past the other way. Ronnie and Mary taking turns and whizzing each other up and down the corridor. <laughs> Eventually, the D healed, and thankfully, the bone wasn't damaged yeah, or anything. Even though right. this, yeah, for yeah, sure. It was a really bad wound. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's your bleeding through. That's my bleeding <laughs> through. Actually. Yeah, there was a lot of bleeding blood. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, Thanks, That was a great story. That was good. Yeah. good. You actually, you reminded me of that. Yeah. I, that was probably a better story than the elephant one. <laughs> I was 11, actually, when that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you're a great big sister. And I ah, love you. You're not a bad little sister yourself. <laughs> I love you, I love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. And um, if you like what we're doing, give us a bit of a review on Apple. That would help us so much. And um, if you come across a subscribe button, press the subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything.